Warning, the information on this podcast is meant to be absorbed without distraction or multitasking. In other words, disengage. Thank you for listening. The Dark Liquor Experiments are recorded live in Brooklyn, New York. The Hustle Bus It took nearly 30 middle schoolers to lift the ass end of the city bus out of the ditch. To Aaron... It was like an army of ants lifting a candy bar out of the gutter. The boys, fur-moaned, stinking, pants-sagging, mouths-motherfuckering, each one a dirty bundle of verbs. The bus, a ten-year-old grumman, sun-faded to green, with psoriasis of rust running along the bottom. The Atlanta Mass Transit logo was barely visible, a child's press-on water tattoo. The back wheels had been hanging in the air over the ditch since the 98 factory layoffs. Boeing Aircraft brought in workers from the Decatur plant, but the College Point workers weren't having it. The hometown workers smashed the windshields with two-foot-long wrenches, scared the driver. He mistakenly put the bus in reverse. It bounced over the parking block, skipped the curb, and got stuck there until now. Come on, y'all. Put your balls into it. The gathered heads down in the ditch, the whole peppercorn medley. Grunting, straining, and pitching a bunch of bitches. They raised the rear up over the cement block. It settled with the squeal of an ironing board opening on the cracked black asphalt. The deflated tires crawled forward in the sloped parking lot, then came to a stop against the cinder block. Damn, you were right. Good idea with the brick, homie. Cans of rolling rock and Lucy's went around. The boys lifted Blinky, a skinny biracial kid, and squeezed him in through a window. You! What's that, that smell? Blinky said, rolling off the seat. Yo! Yo, 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 yo! Would you stop buffering and spit it out, man? Something, something inside this bitch. It's just some garbage, Aaron said, gesturing with a coffee in his hand. Go up front and try the door handle thingy. The brown garbage bag sat in the aisle towards the back. Blinky kept it in his sights and backed up. Cheddar lobbed a fist-sized stone through the window and it landed on the bag. Shit. The bag rustled, grew arms, and stood up. (coughs) Blinky screamed and yanked the handle. It was stuck. He tried again. Nothing. Blinky drop-kicked the doors and took off down the hill with about 15 others. Hey, yo! Who in there? The fuck you doing? Cheeseburger took out a taser and sparked it up. A short vein of lightning crackled and hummed. A head appeared out of the dark, glossy splotch. You don't own this bus. Mikhail, I know that old Marlboro man voice. If you don't get your bum ass out my bus, I'ma count to ten to let you get your shit, but then you need to get the fuck up out my bus. Mikhail's face could have hung in a tannery and been overlooked. It was an aged leather saddlebag fastened atop a dead horse. He wore layer upon layer of baggy tattered clothes and had a wild mane of ashen blonde hair. Oh, why you gotta do me like this? Mikhail gathered his bags with his cans and shuffled down the few steps. This ain't, this ain't right. A lot of shit ain't right. Now get your crack ass out of here. 
Hey, old man, you want a beer? Some kid yelled out and then snatched the can back. Psych! He shook it up and sprayed it all over the vagrant. Hey, yo, stop that shit. Why y'all fucking with him like that? Just leave him be now. Man, his stink ass need to wash up. Woo! Damn. The kid licked the beer off of his knuckles. Yo, Cheddar paid them their money so they can break the fuck out. Aaron and Cheddar's hustle history went back to grade school. Then it was just candy, little Debbie snacks, sold in the lunchroom. Over the years, they had paper routes, mowed lawns, and cleaned gutters. If they put their minds together, they would see the holes, where the demand was. And onto them, a new hustle would be born. On the roof of the bus now, smoking a joint, two boys could see miles ahead, down to the highway below. Evening rush hour traffic was starting to multiply. Headlights rushed with the urgency of blood cells flowing through an artery. The valley sloped with clumps of dark hills. In the distance, a perforated grid of lights made up the downtown Atlanta. A cool breeze through the newborn night dispersed clouds of herb smoke in the air. The aircraft factory behind them was thriving in the 90s. So much so the city added an off-ramp exit just for the workers. Now it was a bomb zone. An open lot big enough to land a passenger jet. The exit ramp was closed off with giant yellow plastic tubs leaking sand. Rudimentary green tits had been spray-painted on a few standing walls. The weeds had its way with the cement. The foundation was cracked. Thursday's the day, Aaron said, his fingers laced behind his head. Thank God it's Friday. Fuck Friday. Thursday's got hope Friday knows nothing about. It's easy to be happy on Friday. He stood up and sniffed at the moon. Look at all them little lights and shit down there. Looks like components. You are so high right now, man. Everything is music to you, ain't it? Aaron Ibarra, as teenagers' sizes go, was straight down the middle. Almond butter skin and a blown-out afro of open curls. A peach fuzz mustache was just coming in. Aaron was unremarkably average, except for hands and feet. They were as big as a grown man's. And thusly, he played piano with a great dexterity and authority. He was saving his money to buy an antique electric Wurlitzer from the music store on Peach Street. It was just like the one D'Angelo played on the classic Voodoo album. One look at Freddie Brown, a.k.a. Cheeseburger, a.k.a. Cheddar, and you knew how he got his name. Built like an oak shipping barrel, he draped his dark skin in bright colors. All his life he'd been saving up for a car. A classic box-framed big-engine candy paint job. He intended to drive fast six deep, with fast girls eating fast food and cush smoke blowing in the wind. It's gotta be something we could do to get some money out of this bitch before we scrap it. If it ran, we could do like a, a underground party bus or something. Oh, you talking about like a like a hustle bus? The hustle bus. Sounds like a dance. <laughs> How about we put some curtains up and make some little booths out of it? You mean like beat-off rooms? Like a beat-off bus? No, better. Like a bus of nut bus. <laughs> Ew. Who want to clean that shit up? Fucking skeet glaciers breaking through the roof in a week? Shit, we might as well put some girls on them passenger poles. <laughs> okay, okay, we need a girl. Skittles. Skittles. To Aaron and Cheddar, Skittles was proportionately perfect. A red bone with a short asymmetrical bob colored like blue carousel. A compressed thickness with small alert breast. Skittles was blessed with an atomic apricot for an ass. 
her frosted lipstick like a blueberry growing on her face. Despite the sugary name, Skittles was all business. All right, we need to get somebody legit to approach her. Like a white man. Yeah, old cat with money. So she know he ain't bullshitting her. They sat looking off into the night, both thinking the same thing. What would it take to buy Mikhail's forgiveness? Aaron got off of work from the Hardy's drive-thru at midnight. Cheese was waiting in the parking lot smoking a cigarette. They both squeezed onto Aaron's little scooter and hit the streets. It was a bare-bones minibike with an aluminum-tubed frame, a 50cc engine, and a pleather seat. At 2.30, they found Mikhail sitting outside the Piggly Wiggly begging for change. Come on, man. You need to take this $20 and this 40 ounce. Don't be stupid. You know how long it's going to take to make a dub out here? Fuck you. Keep your damn $20. Okay, okay. You right. You right. You could be mad. You got your pride and all. We see that. Fuck us. You right to feel that way. Cool. We was assholes. You said your piece. We apologize. Now what? You going to walk away from money? Come on, man. You and me always been cool. You know that. They got a ride from Devin's cousin, who came to the store to buy Pampers. He broke up with his baby mama, but still bought food and Pampers, and eventually, at some point in the night, he'd end up at the store. Aaron's aunt left for work at 4 a.m. They snuck Mikhail into the tool shed and let him sleep. At 10-ish, they roused Mikhail, slipped him in the back door, and sat him at the kitchen table. A small TV on the countertop was muted to one of them damn judge shelves. Yellow drapes on the window, and two chrome and vinyl chairs pulled up to a country wood table. The floorboard shook with every step. Cheese handed Mikhail a Coors Light out of the fridge. So $25 a head, right? That's right. 25 times. Another 25. Maybe two shows a night. Pack them little horny motherfuckers into the hustle bus. She get tips and shit. You listening to me, man? Mikhail popped the top, sipped foam, and stared at a spot on the floor where linoleum had peeled away to reveal wooden planks. Cheddar, damn chill, man. You scaring him. Aaron sat down across from Mikhail. We ain't gonna do nothing freaky to you, man. We got a proposition so you can make some money, but we need you to, you know, take a shower, kind of clean up. What you think, man? From beneath the sink, Cheddar took out two bottles of old Kentucky whiskey and placed them on the table. Mikhail gulped his beer, looking squinty-eyed at the two teens. The flickering TV caught his eye, and he got stuck there. We should hose him down outside with a fire hose like they used to do to us. I ain't do nothing like that to y'all. What's wrong with you, man? He punched Cheddar in the arm. Yo! Back up and go stand over there. Cheddar opened the fridge and ducked behind the door. I'm just saying. Hey, man, I know you're a smart dude. I see you reading and shit, and I know you want to make some money, so... Aaron held out a bleach-faded washcloth wrapped around a bar of ivory. Mikhail took a few gulps down and looked at the frosty silver bullet in his lap. After a few moments, he reached out for the soap. A half hour later, Cheddar was packing a bowl on the kitchen table when Aaron came in from the garage with a bag of Goodwill donation. Yo, where's he at? Mm -hmm. You left him upstairs in my aunt's bathroom? Alone? Come on, man. You fiending right now. Damn, my bad. <clears throat> you want to hit this? <sighs> Licking hash residue from his fingers. Aaron shook his head and walked away. This nigga. He bound up the stairs to the bathroom door. Knocked lightly, and the door swung open. Yo, see if these clothes fit. 
There Mikhail stood, naked. Oh shit, man, I'm sorry. Aaron looked away. He snatched a towel off the rack and threw it in that direction. He closed his eyes, but it was too late. The image of a naked woman floated, developing in his mind. A photo in an emulsification bath. She had small lemon halves as breasts. The pale pink nipples inverted. There were purple bruises on her legs. The knees and elbows were dark and swollen like the knots of a plum tree. Mikhail was 50-ish. An old woman with wrinkled skin that looked like it belonged on a taller person. Mikhail said nothing. She wrapped up in the towel. In her mind, she was thinking, good, let him see what he has to look forward to. Not the perfect little flat-stomached, apple-assed girls you see in the videos, but this. When Aaron looked back, it was with lowered gaze. From beneath the towel, diluted red drips running down the inside of her thigh. You're bleeding. Mikhail raised her arms a bit and let her head low. Yeah, this is it, kid. This is the shit life is made of. Let me see if my aunt has some of them girly things around here. Just sit tight. I'll be right back. At the kitchen table again, Aaron fried eggs and sausage patties. He poured a little milk and some hard grits that were sitting on the stove and whipped them under a low flame, coaxing them back to life. I can't believe you feeding this dude. What is this, a soup kitchen? Listen, I'm hungry, and I know your big ass is hungry. Shit, we all right here, right? So just shut the fuck up and eat. She sucked his teeth, rolled his eyes, and stuffed a whole sausage medallion in his mouth. Look, man, we need another plan. Michaela's a woman. This shit ain't gonna work. Well, I'll be goddamn. Check that shit out. Wait a minute. Why it ain't gonna work? Shit, that's even better. Listen, partner, I know strippers, and strippers like chicks. We still on, homie. How we gonna get to Skittles, then? She done left the club by now. Around a mouthful of eggs, Mikhail said. Why don't we just go to her other job? The Jolly Rancher was a country bar just outside of town. The sign boasted Yelp's best peach cobbler in Atlanta, 2010. Mikhail was sitting in Devin's cousin's truck, smoking a cigarette and nursing a beer in a paper bag. She was shaking. She wondered what smelled so good and sniffed to see that it was her. She didn't dare look in the mirror. She's wearing a denim shirt, jeans, boots, and an orange roadside worker safety vest. A semi-loose ponytail was the best the guys could manage with her hair. The woman who walked out of the Jolly Rancher was nothing like the Skittles they knew. She looked more like her government name, Chartreuse Jackson. She was wearing all black, an apron tied around her waist, and a gun belt with bullet loops for shot glasses. No lipstick, just a slight smile that said, Job well done. Another shift down. Another bill paid. Across the street, the three teens sat in a diner booth, looking out of the window. The Waffle House. Cheap food served by gum-popping women in striped aprons. You had a choice of fake marble counter or cheesy plaid booths. Aaron raised his cup with a smile to the waitress for more coffee. How you gonna talk with all that food in your mouth? It's easy. I do it all the time. Watch me. Mikhail wore a Bluetooth with cheddar on the line in her ear. Ain't nobody gonna bite you, girl. Ain't nobody gonna bite you, girl. Where do I know you from? The cherry bomb. The cherry bomb. But I'm not here to blow you I up. You I just something. wanna ask you something. Mm. Get in. Get in. I'm good. So it don't look like you home. So it doesn't look like, you know. Like what? 
me talking to a customer, giving them directions. Skittles looked around for both eyewitnesses and an escape route. Finding both, she stalked over. Look, just because you used to sit at the bar and tip heavy, don't entitle you to shit, you know. Hey, girl. I haven't hey, seen girl. you in a while. Just get your sexy ass in the truck and stop playing. Shadow relayed. Mikhail pulled the plug on him and tossed the device in the back seat. Now all the boys could do was watch. Fair enough. Okay. Look here, little darling. I'm not going to waste your time because I know you don't play games. Mm -hmm. I got a little nephew who's really sick. Hmm. Got polio, you know? Mm. And he's turning 18, and, and I want to give him a special gift. Really? Your nephew? Yeah. Huh. He loves black women. Really? I mean, who doesn't? Skittles eyed her closely and leaned back to take in the truck. Right. She noticed a tool bag in the back seat and with the faint smell of booze and shampoo. It's a great opportunity to make good money. Uh-huh. And they're just young men. Mm-hmm. It's light work for you. <laughs> she handed her a folded newspaper. Skittles took it and cracked it open to see a stack of cash. Mm -hmm. She gauged it, hmm. snapped it shut, and trapped it under her purse on. I ain't saying that I will, but... When is this supposed to happen? Aaron and Cheese tore out the central seats and threw them in a ditch. They scrubbed the bus floor and sloshed wax on it with a rag. They reinforced the poles with blocks of wood in the roof and under the floor using long screws. They hooked up an old TV they found in front of someone's house with a free sign on it. A car battery provided power. Cheddar's mega bass boombox was thumping trap music and videos were playing on the monitor. To top it off, they lined the floors and ceilings with $20 worth of purple Christmas lights from the 99-cent store. You all right now? Aaron handed Mikhail the second bottle of whiskey. They were in Aaron's shed again, so she could be on hand in case Skittles called. Yeah, I'm good. Don't drink all of that in one time right now. I, I won't. I know. Aaron pulled the door closed. <laughs> he stopped and stuck his head back in. I wasn't always like this, you know. I know. It's just a drink, you know. People talk about dope and crack and shit, but this shit right here, it's all over, you know. Nobody cares how much you drink. I know what you mean. You be all right, though. I just do it to take my mind off things. Shit I've never done. Chances I've missed. Bad memories. You know, shit like that. I know it's been hard living for you, but I don't know. Why don't you try doing some good things? Some new things you want to remember. You got some depth to you, kid. Mikhail managed to smirk. Aaron smiled and pulled the door shut. Mikhail looked around the small room, huffed a bit, and cracked the seal on the bottle. Hot Lantern Fever was soaring in the triple digits that Saturday night. On top of the hill in the back of the bus with his feet up, Cheddar was checking his bag statement. He had enough for the car, but without any rims or extras... He had to rethink that. Aaron was short on the organ, but the store manager gave him a discount to make it even. He brought it home, and now he couldn't wait to get back and finished hooking it up to his other equipment. Brown bags going around, a few toothpick joints. Thirsty, nasty boys on phones, talking shit, all farts and giggles, waiting for the entertainment. Blinky! Get on up out the driver's seat now, playing around. That ain't no toy. The nerds and misfits they could handle. 
but three tickets have been bought or taken by some thugs who should have graduated two years ago. Aaron and Cheese barely knew them, only they were on the football team. Meatheads. The leader was running back Mason Bone Crusher Brolic. He was known for superhuman feats on the field and roid rage celebrations afterwards. Aaron and Cheddar watched him eat a whole basket of fries, a rotisserie chicken, and a liter of Mountain Dew at lunch one day. He was the slick dark hue of a beer bottle, and just as dangerous if handled the wrong way. Yo, I want my money back. Y'all ain't got no talent coming up in here? Yeah, what's the deal? It's damn 10.30. She's a little late. She'll be here. You know how women are. I'm giving you three minutes. Then we fucking this whole bus up. He poked two fingers in Cheddar's chest. By the time I finish this blunt, I'm going to beat you so hard you ain't going to believe in God no more. Yo, cheese. Let's talk over here. What we going to do? I don't know, but I ain't giving no money back. Fuck that. All sales is final. I'm going to tase him in his nuts, and then we just going to have to take the beat down. The bus leaned when the second string thugs got back on. The three had Aaron and Cheese in the back, pushing and shouting. Beams of light swept through the cabin from a car pulling up the hill. It parked beside the bus, and Skittles got out. She leaned in and said something to the driver, a big hooded figure. The cabriolet steering wheel, a bagel in his hand. A massive red Taliban beard jutted out from the hood, a canopy over his chest. Ooh, who did that? A little security, you know. Make sure nothing happens to the old girl. Hearts and boners alike swole around the bus. Skittles was wearing a lilac plastic raincoat, fishnet stockings, and blue acrylic platform heels. The song was dying down. The platforms hammered, and seconds ticked away. Pussy on stilts. Skittles skipped in looking great and instinctively grabbed the pole for balance. Fruity body spray filled the bus with nervous anticipation. She looked around at the boys and tossed them a courtesy smirk. How y'all fellas doing tonight? We good. Oh, good. 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 Chilling. We cool. Good. Cheese cupped their elbow, pulled her to the side, and sat her in the driver's seat while Aaron watched his back. Okay. Ooh, it look nice in here. Yeah. We went ahead and niggerized a few things up in there so it'd be nice for you. We thought you wasn't going to show. I wasn't. But then Mikhail called, and she said that you were going to throw another 200 on it. Shit. Damn. Cheddar painfully counted out the money and paid her. She took her pocketbook back to the car and dropped it in the window. The driver handed her something. Skittles put it in her mouth and swallowed. Three steps elevated, she skipped back on the bus and handed Cheddar her iPod. He ran to the back and jacked it into their system. Skittles' intro song came on and she lit up like a laptop. The professional glower was back. She slipped out of the raincoat and went to work. The thunderstorm in her thighs rolled. Her ass applauded and dollar bills rained from the roof. On the floor, on her back, she sizzled her legs and clacked her heels together. Mason and the thugs bought singles to play big shots. Cheese was holding money in his hands, but none ever left his fingers. Skittles worked the young crowd, teasing and holding on to the thinnest of strings, keeping erect nipples like a stack of dimes covered until the last possible moment. She worked both passenger poles of the bus, whipping the boys into a frenzy. 
Then Skittles found Blinky in a chair. She went to work on him, grabbing the strap hanger poles and pulled up spreading in front of his face. She dropped and glanced her slick skin against the boy's face and chest. She stood, turned, lowered her thickness into his lap and ground until the wide-eyed boy was shaking. Yeah, yeah. His tiny hands gripping on her hips. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about right here. Not a stammer in his sentence. Three songs in and Skittles was lost on autopilot. The vacant stare on her face changed to laser focus. She stomped to the back of the bus, each step sending ripples through her flesh. She ran to the front and did a cartwheel and landed upside down on the pole. Around she whipped, then came off and flipped down the aisle to the other pole. This time she leapt, soaring twenty feet through the air. She flew by the pole but then caught it with the back of her knee. Skittles began to spin. She was like a carousel, a carousel of thoroughbreds, a blur of muscle, skin, and blue hair. She rotated on the pole, round and around with her head thrown back. The bus shook with the boys jumping and the old shocks creaked under the weight. The momentum of the spin grew faster and the bus rocked from side to side. The front wheels no longer straight inched forward. The cinder block slid with the rocking motion and the wheels rolled right round. The bus was freed now. It slowly moved forward, inching to the side. The bus tapped the little car and began to nudge it out of the way. Yo, what the fuck? Black Taliban dude yelled, but the music in mayhem was too loud, and the little white cabriolet was bullied into the ditch. The bus jerked hard. They all fell to one side. The cord broke off the battery. The music stopped, and the lights went out. Aaron stumbled forward, and hand over fist on the railings made his way to the front. He climbed in the driver's seat and mashed on the brakes. Nothing. With no power steering using all hands and bicep, Aaron forced the giant steering wheel to turn. After a few rotations, the bus straightened out. They turned from the ditch edge and started off down the sloped parking lot. Quickly, they began to pick up speed. Mason forced the double doors open with his shoulder. Below, sparkling jewels from broken bottles were rushing by like fallen stars. Mason made up his mind. Mommy! 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 And jumped. His cronies followed. Cheddar watched their bodies hit hard and roll slow like limp sacks of laundry. Heading down the exit road, the bus was topping 50 miles an hour. Aaron snapped on the seatbelt and looked up. The four-lane highway was down there, flashing thick with Saturday night traffic. He thought about the plastic barriers closing off the exit, spilling sand for years. He knew they wouldn't hold. They'd end up in the middle of oncoming traffic. Yo, hold on to something! The screaming kids wrapped around poles and hugged seats. Skittles had come out of her spin to find the world still spinning. There was the sound of the rubber tires spanking the blacktop. The night wind came through hard, and dollar bills tornadoed around like a snow globe. Emergency brake! The emergency brake! Right there! Right there! Emergency brake! Just press the emergency brake! Aaron stomped his foot down on the brake and jiggled the gear shift. Nothing happened. The highway was coming up fast. Choose quickly. Off-road, there were bushes and shrubs that could slow them down, but also trees they could hit. Hard. Or hit the barriers and possibly go drifting off into oncoming traffic. Behind him, he heard the creaks and the shocks and rusty parts wailing. Oh, it is 
to his right, the night scene rushed by out of the open double doors. Looking down, he saw Cheddar lying on his belly with a fair box in a headlock. <laughs> oh, shit! Run this bitch out, homie! You got this shit, dog. They were a half mile from the highway now. Aaron drifted over the shoulder and tilted the bus on the road. The shrubs and brushes slowed them down a bit, but the highway was coming up fast. There was an open field of succulents and a small guardrail, but that wouldn't stop shit. A tree was coming up fast. Hit it or dodge. Aaron rolled the wheel and dodged it. The hard branches drum-rolled down the side of the bus, rattling the plexiglass windows. Five blocks away. All the passengers were yelling orders and prayers and curses, but Aaron could only hear music. He was four years old, sitting in his aunt's lap. His fingers climbed the scales and came back down. It always calmed him. He looked around again for a break and found a high metal lever to his left. He mashed it. The squeal of the old brake system. Flat ground, flat ground was coming up. On flat ground, he would make his move. Two blocks away. The bus started to slow, but the succulents under the tires provided no friction. The plants were mashed into a slick, wet mulch, and the bus kept skiing forward. Aaron gripped the wheels with his big hands and rolled it around, rotating, alternating palms, till the bus turned hard to the left. Sliding sideways, the behemoth began to drift. It leaned over, the wheels left the ground, and the bus went into a flip. Looking back, Aaron saw kid astronauts floating. Skittles was upside down on the front pole, wrapped, a serpent on a branch. The full moon set behind her silhouette. Aaron was glad the night was over, until the moon rounded and set again. His body jerked forward, then whipped back. His head struck the divider. A flash of light, then blackness. When he came to, the bus was on its side. It was empty except for Blinky, who was unfastening a seatbelt. Come on, man. We gotta, we gotta get out of here. You, you okay? Where's Cheddar? Where's Cheddar? With Blinky's help, Aaron stumbled out of the busted know. windshield. Come on. The bus had come, come to rest on. 20 feet from the highway. Kids were limping off down the road. Drivers had pulled over and were pulling boys up into the emergency lane. Phones were pressed to heads, talking loud, crying and oh my godding. Sirens screamed in the distance. Skittles had on a varsity jacket, fishnets and no shoes. A tall woman had an arm around her and was guiding her to a jeep. Aaron pushed the crutch that was blinky from under his arm. Go on home, man. Go ahead. Get out of here. And he turned back into the field. Cheddar! 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 As he walked, tears began to fall. Freddy! Freddy! Aaron lit up his phone's flashlight and swept the land before him, falling into the shrubs and crying. Fred! Aaron's head felt like an ostrich egg. Freddy! And the gray brain chick was trying to peck its way out. He rubbed on the back. No blood, just a growing speed knot. Aaron wiped his face got up and widened his search. Dollar bills appeared to have blossomed off the vines and bushes. After a long while, Aaron saw a lump of red and white laid still in a puddle of mud. He ran over to it. Cheddar. Yo, get up, man. Aaron fell over him and turned him over. He pulled at his clothes and Cheddar's head flopped around like an old teddy bear. Freddy, Freddy, you can hear me, man? Cheese. Yo, cheese. He smacked him, 
Nothing. Wake up, man. He punched him. Nothing. Come on, man. He fell to the earth and looked at his placid face. Come on, man. Aaron pounded on Cheddar's chest with the bottom of his hand. Come on, man. Come on. Cheddar did not move. Aaron struggled to his feet and turned away. He spit blood. He hung his head. The wing kicked up, washed over him in a deafening roar, and then it whispered something. What you crying like a bitch for? You the only one with a seatbelt. Aaron wiped tears and snot from his face laughing. <laughs> Shut your fat ass up. Come on, get up so we can get out of here. <coughs> Come, on. Oh. <clears throat> Come on, man. I think my arm is broke. <coughs> oh, shit. Help me pick up all this money, homie. Mikhail woke up in the Third Street shelter, clutching a $10 bill in her sweaty palm. She felt clean and her head was clear. Maybe today would be good. She tucked the warm, softened bill in her bra cup. Maybe today had enough hope to last through breakfast. Two women sat on cots next to her talking. They are giving away free winter coats over there. If you take the job interview class. Who? Some blasted college kids. Too young to have any damn sense. Mikhail untied her knapsack from her waist, gathered her blanket, walked the length of the hall, and got on the free coat line. The Dark Liquor Experiments was recorded live in Brooklyn, New York. Sound designed by Earl Blaze. A part of Cheddar was played by the illustrious Q-Borough legend, Farrell Monch. Skittles played by Sophia Drummond. Mikhail, Jennifer Hernandez. Blinky, Raheem Williams. Additional voices by Justin Williams and Hassan Johnson. Woman from the Third Street Shelter, voiced by Louise Blaze. Original music by Entrified, the God of Sound. The Dark Liquor Experiments are the short stories of Brian Fleming.